Hello and welcome to the Visitor's Bench. You're here with Colossi and Zaypor to talk sports. Just want to wish everybody a happy new year. What's up, Zaypor? How you doing? What's up, man? Happy new year. Happy new year. Happy 2018, 2018. It's going to be a great year. Uh, so in our leadoff spot, we got the Pats, uh, Broncos, and some other NFL talk. We're going to be talking on deck. We're going to be talking about the NFL hot seat, some of the coaching changes that might take place. In the hole, we're talking about the NFL Bowl season, and our fantasy cleanup will be the last thing. We'll be talking uh, the last week of fantasy football for a lot of teams uh, last week or this week until next year. So let's dive right into it, and we got our leadoff spot. talking pats and broncos so let's dive right into it our leadoff spot we're talking patriots they beat the jets they're taking home field advantage so they went 13 and 3 this season it's the seventh time in the last you know 15 years that the patriots have won 13 games under bill belichick belichick's 250th regular uh season win uh, I mean, what a great season by the Patriots. Really impressive. Yeah, but you know what it feels like? It feels like the UConn women's basketball team. It seems like the entire regular season is useless because you know the exact outcome of what's going to happen. You know every year that the Patriots are going to win their division. The only thing that really even fighting for every year, and I tell you how jealous I am that you're a Patriots fan, is, is home field advantage and how crazy is that. And They again lock it up and everybody's got to go through Foxborough. Honestly, their toughest matchup is going to be that second round matchup if they have to play the Chiefs. Um, I otherwise, agree. I think the Steelers know they can't win there, so they got to hope somebody off somebody else knocks them off before they have to go to Foxborough. You know, I I agree with you. I think the Chiefs are the dangerous matchup if they fall. Uh, you know, if that's their uh, divisional round matchup, and the Steelers, I don't think can beat them. I think Bell and Brown you typically get hurt and can't finish the game and Steelers have trouble beating the Patriots Tomlin doesn't really have Belichick's number it's the other way around and you and know Harrison looks good Harrison uh, looks good and there's a reason great. He, you know, you know they'll, they'll what get, a pickup we yeah. you know the Patriots have added Kenny Britt and uh, James Harrison two great veteran pickups Britt's gonna be you know really necessary down the stretch here once he's a, he's a, he's a, a great bit. wide receiver, and he, he can, just he's a difference maker. For some maker. reason, he just didn't work in Cleveland. I don't know what happened there. You know, he's a big-time guy. He's a 100-yard touchdown kind of guy that, that every week can come out and shine. So I'm really yeah. excited to see him. Harrison is a beast. He's one of the strongest defensive players in the league. You know, the Steelers, he's right. You know, he was asking to play. The Steelers didn't want to play him. They have Bud Dupree and uh, T.J. Watt, the young linebackers that they were rolling with. So they didn't need Harrison. They finally gave him his wish and, and uh, yeah, dropped him, him and, and Harrison. He'll do well. I, I think it took him. the Pats a long time to pick him up. I uh, thought it'd be a little day, quicker than that. Hours. Yeah. I mean, they had to do the, you know, the cross their T's and dot their I's. But but besides that, they knew they needed him for a little bit of intel on the Steelers, a little bit of just gotcha back at you, 
back at the Steelers, and he'll be a good presence on third down just to get a little spark in there. He's not going to play a bunch, but I he'll agree. get you know he'll be good for you. You know he's going to come up if we end up playing the Steelers. He's going to come up with one of those plays. You know one play so that a sack yeah, or yeah. something. But exactly. you know Pat's Pat's clinched up home field. You know they've reached the Super Bowl the past three times. They've clinched home field advantage: 2011, 2014, 2016. They won the Super Bowl in 14 and 16. It's the sixth time in the past 11 years they've got home field, and so they get there by the everyone the you know the road is through New England and it's not fun to play there this time of year. The crowd is raucous. The weather is not fun to play in. It's cold. It's frigid. We just got back from Boston. And it was cold. <laughs> I mean, it's cold. It's it's not easy to play football there. Yeah, t- Tom doesn't like the cold either. No, I that's heard, true. I, I saw, I saw a quote he had during the game this week. They had a they had the camera on him during a, when he was explaining how cold it was to one of the coaches. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But uh, you know, the pat the Pats are definitely set up for another shot at at another run. And but on the meantime. The day you guys are there, the Broncos are talking about what coaches they're firing and oh my goodness, what coaches are they they're cleaning houses? VJ semi, I mean VJ uh, Vance Joseph does still have a job somehow. Um, you know, I, I'm not a proponent of rooting for people to lose their jobs, but when you see how woefully unprepared the Broncos were all year, you see Isaiah McKenzie fumbling punt after punt after oh. punt, and you see. D'Angelo Henderson can't get on the field because he fumbled a preseason. What a he scored again. I mean, he, my goodness. They won't let him play because he fumbled in the preseason. And you have Isaiah McKenzie fumbling every punt he takes. And Vance he Joseph making playing. every excuse just playing him, saying he needs the – he's our punt returner. We're sticking with him. But That's everybody true. else That's gets, complete truth. D'Angelo Henderson you know, had a phenomenal touchdown. He is a difference maker. And it's like I don't know if they along. were trying to keep him a secret or what they were doing, but – I mean, terrible job by the Broncos, mishandling D'Angelo Henderson and their rookies, keeping, like you said, Isaiah McKenzie made multiple mistakes on the field and, you know, wasn't held accountable. Brock Olivo, their special teams coach, wasn't held accountable. The Broncos are 5-11, and but they do have some sunshine ahead. Yeah, they have a top I love it, pick, man. It looked selection. like when they won two games in a row, my worst fear was they were going to go 7 and 9 have the 14th <laughs> and pick and end up with a middle pick end up yeah. with a 14th well, pick you got I, you know you no, got your wish they have the 5th pick i'm guessing you they're going to you want to know why QB. because Vance Joseph's a terrible coach I'm guessing and even though they should have won these games they can't win because he's a terrible coach but i will leave that beside and yes now's the time to focus on the roster next year they'll give him a roster and it'll prove again that he's not a good coach but i think it'll still put us in the right direction because it doesn't matter if you can't find your franchise quarterback and whether or not they're going to sign Kirk Cousins for $28 million a year or draft one of these kids, uh, I'm okay with either option, honestly. Uh, I'd prefer You're to draft... you okay with bringing Kirk Cousins? Is you he, draft... Is, if are you, you going to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? You can, yes, absolutely. He's a top five... Top, top five, five? He's a five to ten quarterback in every Ugh, I don't know. ranking, and he's going to get paid like one, and he can win you a Super Bowl with the right defense, absolutely. Um... Well, the Broncos are going to be losing a lot of players this offseason. I mean, how can they pay this guy $28 million? Who are they going to be getting rid of to get this cap room and pay well, Kirk Well, Tlaib's gone. C.J. Anderson, there's another $5 million. You'll go with some rookie running backs and save money there. You don't have any quarterbacks you're paying. Emmanuel Sanders, NDT, one of them is gone. There's another $10 million. So, I mean, there's, there's going to be money this offseason, but... I'm not say I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is the answer because I because I also like Darnold Allen, 
uh, Baker we're watching right now. So uh, say they take Kirk Cousins, who are they pulling with the top five pick? Then they take McGlinchey. They take the tackle. They take that the tackle. best. Yeah, they or the or Williams, the, uh, the tackle from Texas. They take. So or, they beef up their own line. They get they bring Kirk Cousins in and beef up their own line. Kirk Cousins gets move, franchise tagged. You move or some, Bowles or to right tag. Else. You move Bowles to right tag. Right tackle to his original right tackle. You position. move Bowles to right. Is tackle. he a right tackle originally? He's, no, he's he, supposed to be left tackle, he but left he's tackle? proven he can't be a left. You tackle. know what I didn't know about Bowles, and what I heard was that he he's thirty-five was. Yeah, he's oh, well. One, he's older than I am, which yeah. is a mistake for the Broncos. And two, he was the most penalized player coming college, out of college football. Yeah, football. Yeah, and that. we're surprised that he's getting. I'm not surprised. I knew that. Called on all. It's you like, know how mad what I were was? they thinking? You know how mad I was when they picked him over Ruben Foster. Terrible. And the Ruben Foster oh, looks so good. Ruben Foster is a great football player. And I mean, Garoppolo has made that turn. And that you know, our team second around. round pick that and they picked over Alvin Let's Kamara, pat ourselves on the back for the saying Garoppolo is, is the future. And I think that might be the biggest mistake the Patriots have ever made is trading Garoppolo away. I heard Kraft we were both right about that. Yeah, My I'll, argument I'll say we was were both right about that. You know, c- yeah, we both said Garoppolo's the future. You said they couldn't pay him. I said it was worth paying him. But the fact of the matter is, is I heard that Kraft. Wanted to get rid of Garoppolo and keep Brady, and Belichick wanted to the keep Garoppolo. The owner didn't want to cut a $30 million check for his backup quarterback. And, and it makes sense uh, financially, but in and the it, game but of football. But it's not just about. It's you got to think 10 years down the road. You got to think yeah, but, 50 years but down the, Kraft, the road. Kraft, listen. So for to me, Kraft is saying, I don't give myself less of a chance at a Super Bowl with Brady, and I still have the Brady legacy and brand in. That's more. That's worth more to him than it's worth to Belichick, right? For his pocketbook in terms of value of Brady to the franchise, right? Don't you think? Yeah, uh, you know I completely agree. I think Brady's namesake. Although, alone if, if Garoppolo's going to be it. your next ten year got Brady, then maybe well, that was my thought process. Was I? I think you eat ninety million dollars in three seasons because he's your guy for the next yeah. seven but seasons. The pro- it's yeah, a long term investment. It's you got to. You gotta spend money checkbook. to make money. It's not my checkbook, but I know Kraft has a lot. Kraft has the money in the bank account to make it happen. So, and and it's not well, like he just bought it's him not like jets, the Patriots so. spend a lot of money elsewhere. Too, so I mean, they can find the money somewhere. Brady, okay, okay, about, okay. Time out. Time out. No, I'm gonna call you oh, out on that though, because gracious. this is the this is the typical Patriots. Brady fan takes mindset. this extra signing bonus. To, thank, to, thank you. Yes, he takes the extra signing bonus. And lowers his yearly uh, salary so, don't so that act the cap like he's doesn't not get be, hit. Brady's only getting paid ten million. No, a year. oh no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying he doesn't get paid. Yeah. And God, he's God. making he's making a lot more in endorsements saying, oh, too. No, no. Patriots aren't spending any money I disagree. anywhere. No, that that's they're nonsense. They're only spending ten million the Patriots, on the quarterback. No, whoever like, just no, they're spending thirty five on the quarterback. Whoever does they're just the paying twenty five million in cash. I completely agree. It's whoever signs the contracts in the front office. That's who you want from New England. You don't <laughs> yeah. need Brady or Belichick. You need that guy yeah. because he's convinced all these players, look, I'll give you $15 million today if you'll take $10 million every season. Right. And these players are like, of course, yes, that sounds perfect. And that saves the Patriots on the cap room. Brady's done it for years to bring in extra players. But at the same time, it's not like they're spending a ton of money on these all-star players. They pay Brady. Yeah. And they pay yeah. Gronk. And they... For some reason, they pay Stefan Gilmore. I well, couldn't, they're gonna I have couldn't to pay explain Cooks, why. And they signed Gilmore. And Cooks, well, Cooks. you know what? And yeah, yeah, but dude, Gilmore has been a lockdown corner the past eight weeks. He has season, been playing much he? better. He, but he's when someone gets beat on the field, it's typically yeah, him. That's the problem. Is but yeah, it's just like a yeah. 
It's but tough. It is. And you get beat is. one out of your eighty plays, but it's for the touchdown. It's you know you're always going to be the guy. You know? Well, you're highlighted when it's the touchdown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Especially in the pa- especially the Patriots who whose defense is completely turned around. Their red zone defense is phenomenal. A great turnaround from the beginning of the season, and I'm really excited to see what they can do in the playoffs. They've either got the Chiefs, Titans, or Bills. I'm rooting for the Bills against the Jaguars, but you know how that we goes. we got to make our picks. I'm not going to say yet. We'll, we'll, we'll make our picks later in the evening. Let's talk how funny was the Ravens game. Did you watch the Ravens game? Yeah, the Ravens game was unbelievable. I actually was up... Uh... And a mistake we made, we talked, we dropped Alex Collins earlier in the year, and watching him run, he runs hard, and he's a great football player. I told you before that game. We should have dropped Mike Williams. I don't think yeah. we should drop Alex yeah, Collins like, because yeah, if you go know, off this game, him. you're like, he's not going to go off this <laughs> Boom, game. 100 yards. 100 yards, he touchdown, looks good, he looks great. And he still looks great. He looks great now. But the Ravens have been eliminated. The Bills make the playoffs and end their 17-year drought. Unbelievable. I was happy. I actually wanted it to happen. I went upstairs because I thought the game was over. Andy Dalton and the Bengals' offense has looked terrible all season. That there's no chance they were coming back against the Ravens away against a playoff team who was playing for their playoff life. Seriously. And they gave it up. On All you have to do, win. Fourth, fourth win and, and you're in. Yeah. Come out and beat a bad football team and you are in the playoffs. You know, come, yeah, you're right. It comes down to that last play was silly, but they shouldn't have even been in that game if right. you want to be a playoff team. How do you mismanage a football game that bad? And yeah. I and, and to me it comes down to coaching. It doesn't come down to that one play. I think Harbaugh's to blame. I don't. I think the Ravens overachieved this year. I don't even think they. Were I was going to say, does Harbaugh have a job? I mean, is he going to stay? That's a great question. You know? Of course he does. He's a he's a yeah. namesake of the franchise. He's one of those types of guys. Oh, that's a good sorry. One. We're watching the Oklahoma Georgia game. He just yeah, and in college he can be in the end zone as long as doesn't. Oh, as long as the ball doesn't yeah, come in, so that's still on the, the one. Is. Oh, yeah, great, that's a play. great play. So we're, we'll talk about the college football in a second. We're watching the Oklahoma Georgia playoff game right now. But I have a question for you, a little stumper. This was uh, oh, I've go. been waiting for you. So the Bills made the playoffs the first time in 17 years. Uh-huh. So the last time they made the playoffs, two th- uh, 1999, uh, they lost to the Titans, Steve McNair's Titans. I think Eddie George was on that team. Uh-huh. I want to know. I have a couple questions. Yeah. Who was the Bills' head coach the last time they made the playoffs that year? Do you know? I feel like I do. It was the music. It was that the Music City Miracle. Um. Do, 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 do. Who was the Bills? Coach? You know him. I know. I know. You him. know him. He was. Uh, he wore uh, Broncos colors not too long ago. Really? Um, hint, who, hint. Yeah. Who? Who was the Bills coach? Uh, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. Yeah. What a call! Nice job. I, I do. Of, I do nice, remember hearing that well done. because yes. I remember the hear, remembering Wade that Wade Phillips, Phillips was the coach was the of the, coach the, of the Buffalo Miracle. Bills the last time they made the playoffs. And then one more stumper. Who was their QB during the season? I believe he got hurt, and a different QB came in and played the playoff game. Who was their regular season QB, and who was the QB on the playoff game? Uh, I didn't see your sheet. I know you're covering it because uh, I don't know that many Bills quarterbacks. I don't know Jim Kelly. <laughs> I know, yeah. Jim Gates, not him. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's Dougie Flutie. Doug Flutie. Okay, I should have guessed. And then that. Rob Johnson came in in the I playoffs. Know. I think Doug Flutie I, got hurt. Rob Johnson. But well done on that Wade Phillips I, I, call. I, I, Nicely I, I done. Had to dig back. That was a great. Bank. 
you know, well done. I'm really impressed yeah, with that. Uh, but that, you know, I had my stumper. Congratulations to the Bills. I wish you luck against the Jaguars. But, you know, you got the New England Patriots around the corner if you beat the Jags. And we're going to go ahead and move on to On Deck. deck we got the nfl hot seat we got several coaches that were fired who's next where will these coaches end up so let's talk we've got <laughs> the owen 16 browns hugh jackson returns i can't believe to the he browns. kept his job i was fighting with our buddy matt about this, this he week. kept his job i said how can you sell your fan, ba- your fan base that you go one in 15 you get worse and we're gonna bring the coach back because what what reason they sh- they could have and should have won several games this year. I don't buy it. They they spend a ton of money on their offensive line. They yes they don't have a quarterback, but they could have won a couple games. They blew a fourteen point lead against the Packers and Brent Hundley. Don't tell me that he deserved to keep his job. He didn't. That's total and utter nonsense. They got the first and fourth pick. Next year, maybe they'll win three games. I don't know. You know They're what just they should disgrace. do? It's, it's, Saquon it's Barkley with the first and then Rosen or Darnold with the fourth. They're going to do the opposite. <laughs> no. I don't know if Barkley will be there with the fourth, though. Yeah, because Giants are definitely taking Rosen number two. And number three pick is the Colts, and they're not taking Saquon Barkley they're, because they got burned by Richardson. They're going to take Chubb mm. or Minka Fitzpatrick or maybe not a quarterback because they have luck. They're not going to take Saquon Barkley. I well, we'll see. Or, luck, or is tackle. Luck going to be a Colt next year? They need year? McGlinchey. There's no way the Colts take Saquon Barkley after getting burned by Richardson. I'd like to see the Browns make So that means the Browns move. are going to be there. They're going to get Saquon. You're right. They're going to get a quarterback and Saquon Barkley with Njoku last year and an offensive line. If they're they sign, good. If they can sign a, a wide receiver. And they get Josh Gordon back. And if they can and sign another wide This brings us back receiver, to our conspiracy that, you know, with this – Stuff going on with Garoppolo and the Patriots and, you know, Kraft and Belichick maybe not getting along. And, and Belichick, Belichick and you to said, the Belichick is Belichick heard it here first. the Cleveland Browns coach to bring the Cleveland Browns their first championship. He's been sending expatriates there for years. All He's the been stockloading that. <laughs> He's stockpiling weapons on that Browns team. But, no, enough, uh, enough uh, conspiracy yeah. theory. Let's move on. Marvis Lewis said he was going to resign, but he may come back. We're just going to pass on that. Yeah, Great win over the Ravens, um, and we'll just move on. Jim Cardwell, he was with the Detroit Lions for four years, three winning seasons. He went 36-28 and 28 in the regular season, 0-2 in the playoffs, fired. Where do you yeah. think he ends up? Uh, he won't have an NFL job this year. He might... He'll either go to a front office. He'll he'll do an offensive or defense. I can't remember if he's an, if he's an offensive defensive guy. He won't get another shot. He didn't. I think he was actually a second shot in Detroit. I think they brought him back, but he doesn't certainly not deserving of any of these six openings. So he won't get a shot, and we'll see who goes there. I heard they like their offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter, and there's a bunch of defensive coordinators that like. So we'll see. Nice. John Fox, Chicago Bears fired fourteen and thirty four. The Bears should be uh, interesting. Second worst in franchise history in three seasons. Yeah, you know, John What's Fox, this him? is the first time that he hasn't gone to the Super Bowl in his past two coaching oh, jobs. Wow. Yeah, and even gone to the playoffs. Panthers but and Broncos. Broncos, right? yeah. Um, so, tough for him there. 
you know, there was rumors that he didn't know anything about Mitchell Trubisky, which shows he was on the outs with the GM already. It was a matter of time, and, and he'll, the GM there just got an extension through 2021, I saw today. So the GM will bring in a coach that he wants, and go Oklahoma, go. And, uh, you know, so that's an attractive job with the quarterback you have there, and I think um, the Bears. I mean, Chicago's a rich football town, so I think they'll bring in, they'll try to bring in a high-name a high name coach. Nice. Chuck Pagano with the Colts fired after six seasons. They went 4-12 and this year. In the six seasons, he was 53-43, and but three consecutive seasons not making the playoffs. Where's he ending up? Uh, he's ending up again. He's going to be like Caldwell without a job. He might go back and take a year off or get a defensive or offensive coordinator job. He's certainly not jumping anywhere this year. He's not a hot candidate. Um, the Colts have been a mess. It's, part, it's not really his fault. Their previous GM messed up their entire roster, and then luck injury this year pretty much doomed him. So you can't blame him, but he it just was running out. It just was never going to work there with him, and they, they couldn't bring him back. They got to move on. I heard rumors today about him heading to the Broncos. Maybe on a coaching staff for the front office, but he'll never be their coach. Is Vance Joseph going to make Joseph it? Vance Joseph got like, – we already talked about that. Vance Joseph's keeping his job. They decided that's yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, John Elway tweeted it out this morning. Oh, I didn't know he tweeted that out. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that yeah. was 100%. Yeah, that's 100%. All right, Jack Del Rio fired with the Raiders, 6-10. and 10, Gruden's back! Uh, 25 Gruden! and 23. Yes, so can I you love believe it. it? I love it. No, Gruden, I can't. And you're saying they're bringing in Rich Gannon as a coach too? Yeah, I, I've heard rumors that, uh, you know, he's already rounding up his coaching staff. Like, he doesn't even have the job even, and – Del Rio wasn't fired, and he was already had Gannon as coach and picked up his defensive coordinator, and he's calling plays, and uh, he wants to finish out his ESPN job. I guess he's calling the— Why give up that cushy ESPN job for this stressful coaching job? Because you're you're bored. You're John Gruden. He's, what is he, 45? He, he's like—I imagine like Sean McVay will be like the next Gruden. He'll coach for 10 years, take off for eight years, and get paid $5 million— he gets bored. You don't think he's bored sitting at home with his wife all the time? Like having, <laughs> like he's definitely bored. He wants to go back to coaching. He'll make, dude. They're gonna give him part of the ownership. Like he, I think that's the big thing. Gonna, is I think that ownership piece is key. I don't know if he's coming back just to be a coach and a salary, but offering up that, what do they give him a percentage of the ownership? I haven't heard the details. That's just the rumor because nobody, like last year, I was reading today that I guess Gruden. Peyton Manning and the co- the owner of the Colts were on a plane. Like, they were trying to get that trio together for a coach-GM combo in Indianapolis. Last year, that fell through. Nobody's been able to talk John Gruden out of retirement for the reasons you're talking about, this cushy gig. Now, the only way you can talk him out of it is some percentage of ownership. I mean, so, it only makes sense, yeah. but that's what you got to do. Ben McAdoo in the Giants organization fired. Their GM fired, too. McAdoo, 3-15 and in two seasons. He went eleven and five last year in his first season with the Giants. Two and ten this, or <clears throat> excuse me, what are they? Two and fourteen. Well, this he year? got fired two and ten when they were two and ten. They, he got fired when they were two and ten. Um, yeah, you know, he, but I mean, with Beckham and all the receivers going down, no running game. It wasn't about that. I listened to a lot of New York talk radio, just being from the East Coast, um, and it had, really had nothing to do with the wins losses. It had to do with. His interactions in the locker room, he lost. Yeah, he let Beckham act like a petulant child, didn't do anything to him, and at the same time, he's suspending and fighting with every cornerback. They 
every one of their starting cornerbacks has been suspended this year for disciplinary reasons, for fighting with coaches and, and this and that. You got, you know, he, he can't handle the press. He, he benches Eli. He breaks the 210 win start streak, the second highest in history, yeah, only for him to come back the next week because the owner said he wasn't on the same page. The owner basically threw him under the bus. You know, it was a it was a disaster. The guy was an idiot. The guy didn't know how to deal with the press, the media, or the fans. Uh, and if you're not winning, that's a disaster. It's a recipe for disaster. Bye. Yeah, I mean, we'll good see. riddance. It sounds like but and a they, lot of coaches. This, and fired. guess what? And he ended up costing his GM his job too. And that's but, true. Uh, you know, they brought the new GM in. In the first day, he already fired somebody from the front office and fired an offensive lineman who who came in and said. He was hurt for the rest of the year. He said, "All right, you're cut then. Have a have a nice life in the NFL." And uh, he's he's setting a tone, and he'll try to find a defensive coach. We're hearing Spagnola maybe from the Eagles or a couple others, and we'll see. And kind of just move on. Yeah, we'll see. I wonder where the Patriots. Uh, you know. Matt oh, both. Patricia oh, that's the other thing and, I was going to say. Both your guys are gone. McDaniel's. Yeah, they're they're going to end up in Cleveland or New York, I think. Or. Uh, I hear, or Indy. Or anywhere, I guess, anywhere. yeah. Uh, both of them are being anywhere. They're, for pretty they're much They're both every probably going to go, yeah. Yeah, they're both gone. They're so. both going to be gone from the Pats, so. But uh, moving on, let's go ahead. It's playoff season. We got the wild card weekend coming up this Saturday and Sunday. Let's go through some of our Super Bowl odds in the AFC. The Patriots, 2-1 to one odds to win the Super Bowl. Steelers, 9-2 to two odds. Jags, 20-1. to one. Bills, 100-1. to one. Chiefs, 20-1. to one. Titans, 100-1. to one. NFC odds to win the Super Bowl, Vikings 4 to 1 odds, Eagles 15 to 1 odds, Falcons 20 to 1 odds, Rams 12 to 1, Panthers 30 to 1, Saints 5 to 1. Let's start on the AFC side. The Pats and Steelers both have buys. We got the Jags versus Bills, Jags minus 7 and a half, Chiefs versus Titans, Chiefs minus 7 and a half. Who are you going with? Uh, go 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 uh, against the spread and straight up. Um, okay, I got the the Jags both. I think the Jags' defense is just better, and I think that they will prevail in that game. And I think the Chiefs, again, are better coached and uh, better talent, and I think both, same, same there, they'll, they'll cover and they'll win. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on the victories. I'm going Bills and Chiefs, or I'm excuse me, Jags and Chiefs to win uh, the AFC wildcard matchups. But I'm going with the spread. I think they're going to be closer games. I think the Chiefs win by six, and I think the Jags win by three. So I don't think either of the winning teams cover the spread. Let's head to the NFC. The Vikings and the Eagles both have bye weeks. We got the Falcons versus the Rams, Rams minus six. And we got the Panthers versus the Saints, Saints minus six. Who are you working with? Uh, I think the Saints are the most dangerous team in the NFC. I think nobody wants to play them. They have a young, upcoming, potentially elite defense in a couple years, and their offense is elite right now. With a great running game, and anytime you can have Drew Brees to lead you on a two-minute offense, you're going to be dangerous. So, uh, I, I think they will win and should cover that game. And, and I actually like them through the playoffs, but we'll get to that. And then are we picking the other, yeah, the other game. Yeah, Rams. Uh, that's that's actually a great game, dude. Uh, but 
I think um, take the over in that game. I'd say. Yeah, probably. You Even know. with the, they're two decent defenses, but the offensive power is just too much. I think it should be if if the offensive coordinators do their jobs right, and and they have been for the most part doing that all season. It should be high scoring. Uh, I'll take the Rams, but I think the Falcons will cover the okay. six. I'm going. Uh, I'm sticking with you with the Saints. I think the Saints are phenomenal. I think the way they use Kamara and uh, Ingram in the backfield. Is it's a load off of Drew, Drew Brees, and I think with Michael Thomas on the outside and some other dangerous threats with Ginn and the speed uh, with Snead, it's they're a dangerous, dangerous offense. It's whether or not their defense can hold up through the playoffs. Um, their offense isn't going to be the problem, but can they stop Cam Newton and the Panthers' high-powered offense? But I do. I think the Saints are going to cover by a touchdown and win that game. I think... The Rams are going to steamroll the Falcons. I don't even think that game is going to be close. I think the Rams have been phenomenal. Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, their defense, their acquisition, Wade Phillips. They're just, they're playing well. They had a great season. They're going to just keep rolling through the playoffs. It's going to be Saints and Rams going through the NFC. But let's move forward. Let's pick our AFC and NFC conference championships. We should have went back and listened to our original podcast because we picked... And I, uh, if I remember, I don't remember correctly, but we'll have to go back and double check uh, specifically. I wish I thought of that before right now and we went back and, and figured that out. I feel like I had, well, we're not going to talk about it, but let's go ahead. Go ahead. Who do you want to do first? Um, yeah, I guess I'll take uh, the NFC and I think we, yeah, the Saints. I mean, I think the Saints will be, yeah, all of them. I mean, I think that they're the they're the most well-rounded team with both offense and defense, and it's going to be tough to beat them this year. So from the NFC, Steve's taking the Saints to win, make it to the Super Bowl. I'm going Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to win. I think they'll be the first team ever to play a home Super Bowl game, which would be crazy. And that's my biggest fear if the Patriots have to go play them because it's going to be an away game. That would be crazy. And it'll be a really tough Super Bowl to win. The Vikings, even with their injuries, Case Keenum's looked phenomenal. Latavius Murray is a great running back and has stepped right in. Dalvin Cook's not even as missed as I thought he would be. Their defense is rolling on all levels. And if they can keep up their momentum, I think they'll be dominant. But I do, if it ends up, not the Vikings with Carson Wentz going down the Eagles won't survive and I, th- I do I agree I think the Saints are the next best bet but let's go AFC who do you got coming out of the AFC in the AFC um, how can anybody be uh, you can't not take the I, I hate to do this yeah it has to be the Patriots I mean yeah. How can you not? All right, we agree on that one for sure. I think if if the Steelers had home field advantage, I would have taken the Steelers, but I don't think that they can go in into Foxborough and win. I, it's going to be really hard for the Steelers to go into Foxborough and win. The Patriots are getting healthier by the day, and that's the biggest thing for them. If they can get a couple more guys back, if that defense can get a couple more guys back, if Chris Hogan can make it back and a couple of the running backs – make it back. We're going to be a really dangerous team to see. The defense has been rolling on all cylinders. Their red zone defense is top in the league. 
and the Patriots are a scary team to play come playoff time, especially at home. In always, yeah, weather. always. So. But let's move on. It's time in the hole. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. In the hole, we're going to be talking about the NCAA football bowl season. We're sitting here enjoying the playoffs right now. Oklahoma, <clears throat> excuse me. Oklahoma just got tied, right? Yeah, what a Georgia game. Georgia just tied the game with Georgia Oklahoma. 31-31 going game. into the fourth quarter. Clemson versus Alabama on deck. This is a great, great thing that college football did with this playoff. It makes it so exciting. What a great day for football. Oklahoma and Georgia coming down to the wire so far. UCF beating Auburn, staying undefeated. Some really great games. Let's go through some of these games real quick. Penn State beats Washington. Wisconsin beats Miss, uh, Miami. Ohio State beats USC. Oklahoma State beats Virginia Tech. Michigan State over Washington State. TCU over Stanford. Notre Dame beats LSU. And like I just said, UFC or UCF, excuse me, UCF remains undefeated and beats Auburn. Undefeated season's crazy and you know, whatever conference you're in, it's a great respect to them. They beat a huge SEC team today. Uh, it's one of the reasons I think an 18 playoff would be even more fun to see. I agree. And, I mean, did they deserve a spot at that fourth seed? They were undefeated. No. They, they had didn't. no wins. They're not one of the best four teams in the country. So, by that standard, you can't. Well, I don't know. They beat in. Auburn and Auburn beat Alabama. Yeah, I know. That's a yeah. Well, you can do that all day long. <laughs> yeah, I know but, you can do that all day long, uh, can't you? Yeah, if you <laughs> no like, argument if you look for at, that one. No, you can't. No, there is none, but it's so if hypothetical. Look at, yeah, it is. <laughs> if you if you ask yourself, you know, objectively, if they're one of the best four teams in the country, I don't think you can say that until you see them play one of them, and that's part of the problem, right? That's is, the truth. Is you can't, you know. But that's what made today so special for UCF. It is. was great, but I, you know, that's why I I'm a proponent of the 18 playoff. I know that. They don't want to do it because it's an extra game on the players, but blah, blah, blah. Get over it. Yeah, They'll figure cares? it out. Um, you know, do one less scrimmage or one don't do the conference championship game, which is already meaningless because the winner doesn't go into the playoff anyway. So if yeah, you're going to so do – So almost always the same play, the same eight teams are going to be playing in the play, college playoff anyway. So, you know, anyway, we'll see if that gets there. But it was a, it, there were some good bowl games on. You know, they did it right. The playoff is four teams, and I, I agree. I think eight teams is going to be good, but it's it's going to be difficult because once you get past those five, six, you know, level caliber teams, it's it's a different caliber game. Yeah, but, yeah, it, it is, and that's why it's like the six, seven matchups could get blown out, but you also have, could have eight UCF beat somebody beat Oklahoma or number two or maybe somebody won. That would be the fun part about it to see that. That's what you don't know. It's kind of like the March Madness, the yeah, you know yeah. that yeah, big exactly. upset is. Yeah. You know, you give them a chance, and, and you never right. know. There's going to be a bunch of blowouts typically, but that you could have a, you could have a, a you know crazy win in there. I agree. I think moving to eight teams, giving more teams a shot. I mean, it would make them more money in the long run anyway. So why not do it for them? It's going to give the kids more TV time and more you know uh, recognition from the NFL scouts, more time on the field in front of. 
uh, the national audience in front of the TV cameras. So it's a win-win in my opinion. So eight teams, I think, you know, in the near future they might be going, but they're still perfecting the college football system. They're still perfecting the whole college football sports thing. So we'll move on from that. Let's talk about the first rounder draft pick sitting out. Are you for that or against it? A couple, a lot of guys. Josh Rosen sat out. A couple of the guys in the USC game sat out. Are you are are you saying you know if you're a first round pick, you might as well just sit out and and protect your. You're either gonna hurt your draft stock and get hurt, or yes, I am a proponent of that. I'm fine with it. Um, college takes advantage of them. They should look out for themselves. I think. Darnold would be crazy not to come out. He's the number one pick. I don't care if you're going to the Browns or wherever you're going. If he blows an ACL or whatever, God knows what can happen. So Yeah, sit down, right? Sit down, go play, get in the draft. You're the top you're you're one or you're the number one or two pick. I yeah. mean, it doesn't matter what that game was. There was a couple other quarterbacks who had rough games. But you I know, agree. I, I'm a proponent. Take care of yourself. Go in the draft when you can. Don't sit out the bowl games if you need to to keep yourself healthy. You've seen example after example of guys blowing their ACL. Jake Butt this year, last year yeah, did that. 100%. Uh, Jalen Smith on the Cowboys yeah. almost ruined his career. Um, Willis McGahey blew his blew out his ACL. I mean, you can name first round pick after Sidney Jones. Oh, that was in dra- that was in uh, the combine or something, which was mm-hmm. even sad. But you get the point. You know, it's not worth it. No, I agree. It's a hundred percent not worth it. If you're one of the top draft picks coming out, you're only going to hurt your stock or get hurt. You know, these scouts know who they're going to be looking at. And, you know, one or two big plays in a bowl game is not going to change anybody anybody's mind. I think the second, third round guys that are playing, like, yes, a couple big plays here or there might get a couple of the scouts talking about you. But if you're Sam Darnold, I agree. Go get your paycheck. And then if you want to finish school and go back, go finish school. But it's not worth one football game to, to cost you a whole life worth of uh NFL paychecks and and, you know your whole reason that you're playing football yeah exactly it's it's just not worth it and uh, they need to look out for themselves in their future so let's talk a little bit about we talked a lot about the quarterbacks coming out let's talk about the best defensemen coming out we got Minka Fitzpatrick the DB from Alabama Alabama Bradley Chubb the DN from uh, NC State Raquan Smith the linebacker from Georgia uh, Deron Payne from the DT from Alabama, Arden Key, uh, the DN outside linebacker from uh, LSU, Darwin James, the FSU D-back. Who's your can't-miss guy on the defensive side of the ball? Well, there's two, but I think the last guy you said, uh, Derwin James, he's all-around safety, he could play some cornerback. Um, he'd be my number one guy. Uh, I, I think also Chubb from... Uh, I think North Carolina State. I think he's from. Uh, he plays defensive end and linebacker, and he's gonna be a four, he's gonna be like kind of a Khalil Mack kind of guy. He's gonna Ooh. be a great, you know, he could be one of those kind of game wreckers going in. So either one of those two, honestly, I'd be fine with. Nice. Or Minka I really like. Yeah, for me, it's Minka Fitzpatrick. I think these guys coming out of Alabama, they recruit guys that they know that are going to the NFL. And this, the Alabama defense is always just an NFL st- uh, style and caliber type defense. Georgia scored again to take the lead, thirty-eight or thirty-seven right now to thirty-one, fourth quarter. Um, so let's talk before we move on. Final say the playoffs, Georgia, Oklahoma. You just saw Georgia take the lead. Who do you got 
in this game, who do you have in the Alabama-Clemson game? And then who do you have winning the national championship? Well, I had originally picked Oklahoma, who looked great at halftime up 14, but they can't score here because of Baker Mayfield. I'll stick with that because I still think he's the best player in the country. He doesn't look like it in the second half here, so we'll see. But uh, So I'll stick with Oklahoma to close out this game. And then uh, in the other game, I've been struggling with that all day, but I think, uh, you know, Clemson is a little bit more all around. Is that as crazy as that is? I never thought I'd say that against Alabama, but they they have a an unbelievable front seven on their defense. I think their defense is number two to Alabama, and I think their offense is just more efficient. They have a lot of depth, and uh, I've seen um, – Alabama struggle in a couple games that I've watched this year, so I think uh, I'm picking Clemson. All right, so you got Oklahoma, Clemson in the national championship. I think, Clemson, your champion? I think Clemson will win. I think Clemson they, they going back defense. to back yeah. champions. Yeah, I do. All right, I love it. My picks. I'm actually going to say Georgia's going to hold on to this game, and we're going to have an All SEC championship matchup. Alabama's going to redeem themselves against Clemson. Jalen Hearns is going to go ahead and help come out and have a great game. Alabama's defense is just going to be too much for Clemson's offense. We're going to have Alabama versus Georgia, and I think uh, the roll tide is going to roll this year. And I think, you know, after last year, it was a struggle and a tough loss to Deshaun Watson's uh, Tigers. But this year, Alabama's going to take home the national championship, and Nick Saban's going to be holding up that trophy come the end of the game. But let's head into our last segment of our, our podcast the fantasy cleanup. fantasy cleanup this week it's sad bittersweet news we lost lost <laughs> lost Ugh. in the championship matchup but we did want to wish uh congratulations to all you league champions out there if you did listen to our podcast and got any you know lineup advice advice or anything from us but you know you know we hope we had something uh beneficial for you guys and We'll try to get better and better with our fantasy. We'll be doing, you know, our fantasy draft stuff come come April and and come next season and over the off season. So keep an ear out for that. We'll be starting fantasy baseball coming up soon. And if you have any fantasy questions, if you're in fantasy basketball or hockey or anything like that, and you want to reach out, check us out on our Twitter or Facebook pages at the Visitors Bench. Um, but yeah, we lost in the championship this week. It was a tough week for us. Yeah, tough week. Um, one less than two points with a fumble. Oh my goodness! Devontae yes. Freeman fumbles. Brady throws a pick six. We it's, lost on the Hopkins catch of the year and late yeah, the Hopkins catch. I mean, everything, just, everything did not wrong, go our yeah, way. But, but you know, that's fantasy football. You can so dominate all, all season it all year. long. Yeah, you just got to get yourself in the championship. I thought we that's had a great draft, of, and yeah. we made some great trades. You know, kudos to you, man, and and coming through with some great trade moves coming through for our team. And well, the funny thing is, is if we had stuck with the trade and Murray, who we had all year, he had was a little bit injured, so we kind of went away from him. And if we had stuck with him, we would have won. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but yeah, nothing uh, you can you do know, at this you move point. On, but, yeah. You move on, you enjoy the, the championship role because there was 10 other teams that couldn't even be there. 
setting up lineups. So we enjoyed it, and, and we wish you guys luck coming up to your future fantasy football. And, and, and again, congratulations to the league champs. But I'm Colossi. I'm Zaypor. And we just want to thank you guys for listening to the Visitor's Bench and enjoy the game. See you guys. This podcast proudly sponsored by Emma Technologies, specializing in custom hardware and software solutions for small businesses. Check them out at emmatech.us. Emma Technologies. Simple is better.